Yo, what's up? This is Pinky from Team Pinky Muay Thai. 20 years in the game, ex-fighter and current Muay Thai trainer. Hey guys, my name's Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. I've been in the game for 12 years fighting and 8 years coaching and you are listening to the Ring Lovers Podcast. G'day guys, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Ring Lovers Podcast. My name is Matt. Here again with the Pink Stay. How you doing, buddy? I'll take them off. I'm just taking, just doing some technical shit. What's going on, mate? Oh, back for another week. We've been blessed with about a million questions, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next week you are out to uh, over to Hardcore. Hardcore, yep. So hopefully we'll get a get a, uh, a, a an away guest to have a chat to. So that'll be sick. Yeah, yeah. But um, how's your week been, mate? You've been busy. You've been uh, not too bad. Just been doing heaps of work on my car. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Not too bad, not too bad. Not too bad, not yeah. too bad. Bit spicy, but yeah. Um, and uh, we've just had Apex here, that was on the weekend. Um, I got a chance to watch a couple of those fights from home. Um, a good show of um, uh, notable mentions for that one. A good fight that I saw was obviously the main event, which is uh, Manoli versus, um, who do you fight? Mental blank. Um, Manoli for Tavita. Yes, that's right, and it was a, it was a very good fight, both, both boys. Showed a lot of skills. I like uh, I like the way Manoli fights. He's, he's good. He's a good aggressive fight. And then uh, on, and then the co-main event I think was the t- um, uh, Gilbert versus uh, Kim's boy Jaden. And that was another good fight. I uh, went on to both the winners of that. That was Manoli and Jaden. Very impressive. And Jaden very Jayden. impressive. Yeah. So um, who's uh, who's on the on the horizon for Jaden? You know, can come on forward in you know like within Adelaide. Is there sort of He's obviously on top of the, on top of his weight division stuff from at sixty from at the moment. At sixty one, I'm not sure who else there'll be. At, you know, if he if he's going to step up in weight, then you know there's the Jasons and and Nick Nick Keros's. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there is anyone left at sixty one. Adelaide wise, yeah, to fight him, yeah. Um, start go going in, state by state. state. Yeah, have to start going over to the Victoria show. Is probably a good start. Plenty of sixty ones over there. Sweet. And what about uh, Manoli moving forward? What do you reckon? Is there someone who he, who you think he'd match up with well? I think there's still a few um, in South Australia. I, I think he could still go down to seventy two and a half. Yep. Um, which then opens up the door to a couple more. Um, yeah, there's still there's still a few guys. I can't think off the top of my head of names and that. But the thing is, Manoli can fight different rule sets as well. Like he can fight K one. He can fight. Any of it really? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's two options there. Um, yeah, I guess the interstate thing's the other option with him as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there is uh, obviously with everything open up and the shows left, right, and centre. And I think Saturday night is like a jam-packed field nights with um with uh, shows around. I want to say it's on the live combat sports, but yeah, Saturday night there's like uh, I think we've got Rise. There's Rise. Yep. Rise Championship, there's um, Kings of Combat, I think that's a boxing one. No, Muay Thai Kings G- of Combat is um, kickboxing. Kickboxing? Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Muay Thai GP's coming up. We've got Max McVicker fighting Max in. Max McVicker over, over in the... UK. It's cool watching him uh, do some training over there with the boys mm. up in uh, up at Badco. You know, if you're a fan of um, Liam and, and all those guys in that sort of gym, then jump on and follow Max. You'll see his side of the training stuff as well as he yeah, gets ready sure. for his fight. 
Um, but yeah, so a lot of good fights coming up, and a lot of good then fights. Next uh, weekend they got we got Infliction with Dave Penipede. Oh, that's Dave right. Penipede. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Hardcore on next weekend, which I'll be at doing the commentary. Uh, what else is on? There's another show on next weekend as well. I can't think what it is though. Off so it's top. it's it's in. We're we're well and cranking for the year, which is good. I reckon yeah. it's good. The more shows, the more experience he's got. And then obviously we got SA Mortale that's coming up for the amateur side of things as well. Yeah, I don't know if we've got anything else aside from that booked in in South Australia, which is a bit sad, but mm. um, hence me road tripping to Melbourne. Road tripping every yeah. three weeks. Every three weeks. But yeah, hey, hey, at least you see some of the country. Yeah. Well, the same part of the country, but yeah, some of the country. <laughs> yeah, hey. But yeah. So, um, shall we dive into these questionos? Let's, let's, let's. Um, first and foremost, thanks again, guys, for uh, sending them through. Obviously, this show isn't, this show's nothing without the, the people who listen. It's fantastic. Um, this is actually a good one. I like this, and um, my story's a little bit disgusting, but um, <laughs> what is your funniest fight story? Um... At the time, it wasn't really funny. It was actually quite worrisome, but that's normally they're normally the ones that are the funniest. <laughs> um, it was one of my fighters in Thailand. He was he wasn't too bad. I was just he was one of the guys I should help out a bit. He was fighting and he was up like, pretty crook, and he um, started pooing his pants <laughs> as soon as the fight started, um, wearing white shorts. Uh. Uh, yeah, like literally, like he'd th- try and throw a kick and he'd just like squirt. <laughs> and in between the rounds, we just washed his shorts out. Shorts down with the, water. Because you got the metal tray thing in the corner. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, washed his shorts out. And then at the end of the second round, he was looking pretty seedy. Like, he was, like, pasty white. Just food poisoning, eh? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, the, just the belly, the bad belly. And he, I said to him, look, man, I'll, I'll give you, like, 30 seconds. Otherwise, I'm going to, like, call the fight. He walks out there with his hands at his waist. <laughs> just throws this massive overhand, lands it. And literally, like, stands up long enough to get his arm risen. Uh, and just, <laughs> just collapses, end up going to hospital. But um, the smell was horrendous. I don't really have anything, eh? I don't have any fu- funny fight stories. Even just being there with someone else or seeing someone else's yeah, fight. Yeah, um... Nah, I'm only, I've never seen anyone shit themselves. I've never seen any... Um, <laughs> what about jumping the top you know? rope dude fighting Paul um, Swinski in Adelaide? Oh, jumped over, slipped it like in... Popped his shoulder like in the... I've, had, oh, I've seen that a couple of times. Another dude in Thailand who was having his... First fight, this um Aussie guy jumps. Oh, the road, I suppose the, the, the closest thing I could go to is when we were um, when we coached Brooke in for her first fight, and we pushed the ropes down because she went over. Yeah. Pushed the ropes down to go over, and like she didn't know it was quite as far down as what she did. So her, the rope went fucking. Oh yeah, twang. Twang. So that that would be it. And she told me about that when she got to the corner. I couldn't stop laughing. That was funny. <laughs> that, that was that was me. So that was probably the closest thing. Apart from that, you know, like nothing. You know, like I've, I've hurt, you know, like, you know, you get them, like, little smashing elbows or something like that, like, before you go out, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. You, you know, like, just, like, your, like, little worrisome shit like I that. I think I mentioned on here, the one where I was warming up on War on the Shore in Queensland, I need the massage table. Oh, yeah. And split my knee open on the handle. Nah, you never said that one. Nah, I split my nah, knee nah. open on the handle of the, the massage yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the warm-up room was so small, and, um, end up, like, Sam... They just put like a big chunk of bass on my knee to go out there. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, blood's yeah. running down my leg and shit. And then the other one that I had was in um, was in Perth. We were cornering a dude, and we get him to the corner, and he's um, 
for one, he didn't... Do you know what the word bork means? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, for one, he didn't think that that was a word. He's like, nah, bro. He was, he was from um, it's not New Zealand. Thing. It's not a real fucking thing. But yeah, yeah. Fucking it's just right. a made-up fucking... Yeah, but fuck off. It's real, right? If you don't know what it is, fuck off. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he's like, nah, bro. It's not even a word, eh? And I'm like, no, it's definitely a word. And then, uh, <laughs> on top of that... Yeah. And then, on top of that, he... Um, he gets to the ring, he's in the corner, he's got his mouth guard in, and then the, um, the ref goes, have you got a boxing? He's like, no, nah, I didn't know I needed one. Uh, I mean, like, it was a boxing fight. That was the what? only thing that I saw yeah. that was like, okay, cool. And I was like, do you, do you spar with the boxer? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> you're just crazy. Crazy. But, um, yeah, so that was probably the only thing. So I had to get out, jump out of the ring, walk over to where his mum was sitting in the back row and put his box on, which he had. Oh, he geez. didn't, he just didn't wear it. He had it, just didn't wear it. Wow. And then, yeah, so I suppose that was it. And we're standing there like, oh, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then I've had dudes who have lost mouth guards, you know, like the day of, sitting there, and, and he sits next to me and he goes, hey, bro, I don't have my mouth guard, what should I do? And I'm like, go and fucking get one. <laughs> like, find a chemist and go and get one. So that was probably that it. That happened on the same league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've had a couple of them. I've had two, yeah, two or three of them, yeah. But, yeah, so... It is what it is. But yeah, that, that was sort of the closest thing to funny. It was probably more funny for me and stressful for them. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Next one. Most unusual thing or experience in Thailand. Um, probably the first time I woke up with a ladyboy. No. Nah. Um, nah, um, Muay Thai related would probably be just like, just some of the weird things they do in the gym. Like, not, well, probably, you know what the hardest thing to get used to was? Go running, come back to the gym and shower to get in and clinch. Yeah, like, okay, so right, like, right, right. That's you would come back. We'd all go into this into the room where they had like a massive bowl of water, like a and I mean like it was like a bath of water, and you just scoop water out of it and rub yourself down, get all the sweat off before you clinch and that. Yeah, okay. Well, that was kind of weird for me in the beginning, like trying to figure that out. Makes sense, but yeah, it does. <laughs> you know. And another gym I was at, you used to literally have a big tub on the side of the ring, and you just scoop over yourself onto the ring. And the ring was like a swimming pool. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking, they didn't want to do that. Um, there's all those little, just those little things in Thailand, you know, like this is Thailand moments, tip moments. This is Thailand. It's like where you don't, they're not like big, memorable fucking experiences, but yeah, there's all yeah, these yeah. little weird things that happen. Well, obviously, there's like, uh, do you weigh in, like, is it the whole weigh in naked thing? Yeah, that, you weigh in yeah, naked. Like yeah. that's obviously a, like that's something that not many people do. The girls weigh in naked. Everyone weighs in underwear, weigh in. women in underwear. Underwear. Actually, yeah, depends on where you are. The women weigh in in a room separately. The thing is, most shows aren't weighed in. That's yeah, the thing. okay. Like most shows are like. Um, Sammy Goodman was just in one of those over in Hawaii for yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. And, it was very clear that they were not in the same weight division. Yeah, the dude was tall and, and yeah, but. I don't think overly heavy. No, no. Like he, he, he looked like he had pretty fucking broad shoulders, but yeah, like he yeah, looked yeah. like a big fucking unit. Yeah, like yeah, he was big. Like that's that's the big, biggest thing. Definitely not the same weight, but that's what no, definitely, like, you not. Know, like. definitely not. And that's a, you know, that's another. This is Thailand thing. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, experience, yeah. man. It's getting in there. I've spoken to Sam since, and he um had a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good time, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, weighing in naked at Lumpini was funny, like turning around and like. You hear everyone like, oh, it's like, I wasn't a tie with a little wang, you know? Um, but it's about, you know, you know, you can't, nothing, you can't hide anything. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and yeah, yeah, yeah. be like a smaller guy just yeah. to throw a fight or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just little, just lots of little things. Not even like, not always just Muay Thai things, just lots of weird little things that happen where you just go, I can't believe that's actually a thing. Yeah. The first there's time you go across like the road like and like There's a little things like, like what you're saying, the little things like you get a whole family on one fucking Motorbike. moped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, normal. Taking all six kids to school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or crossing the road, just put your hand out and they stop. Yeah, like, yeah, and then just how, just how they all just manage to drive. Yeah, you know, like in like I don't actually know where the stats are, where they fucking. Oh, it's huge. I, I would assume there'd be a large amount of people, but yeah. seems to fucking work ninety eight percent of the time. Like when you're driving through it, yeah, it seems yeah, yeah. to work. I was on the phone one Maybe day. Maybe we're just a little bit. I was on in a phone box calling Qantas to try and change some flights and stuff, and right in front of me, this U just takes out like fucking eight motorbikes. No. Like right in front of the fucking like some chick just dies on the road in front of me. Um, that's pretty unusual. Actually, you get used to it. That's the one thing over there. You get used to death. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're living there, you see it. It just happens so much. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so there you go. Bit of death in Thailand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, next one is, what's the biggest thing you have achieved um, in life? My family, my gym. <laughs> um, in that order. Um, yeah. In, in Muay Thai... Honestly, my biggest achievement was probably my first fight, just getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, fighting in Thailand, like fighting on the king's birthday and stuff. Like yeah, those yeah, things yeah. That, Big that things was quite like a, very important, you know. Um, I don't think... I ne- You know, I was never like a decorated champion. You know, no, I got the, yeah. I got the fight for a spot on the Contender Asia, which was pretty cool. Um, if I got into that, it would have been, you know, with Wayne Parr and Yodson Klai and... Yeah, and yeah, guys. yeah. Um, you know, travelling the world... Was pretty amazing just getting flown around the place to just a corner for people or to fight yeah yeah so that well just cool. even just going away to commentate and stuff now you know like they're yeah. all you know extra feathers yeah <clears throat> man mine just doing it just doing what i love like i yeah. know that sounds so cliche but it's totally that like i consistently talk about like being time rich yeah as opposed to you know like i've just got all the time in the world to do what the fuck i want and when i so that's that's my biggest accomplishment that I'm at that. I like. I know, and I know as this grows, my ability to do more and more by, of what I want to do will grow as well. So yeah. like, I'm not slacking off and just leaving this as a, as what it is. Like, yeah. we know, you know, like Beck and I know what our next place is after here, yeah. where we're going from here. And so that's what we're aiming to do and yeah. start to sort of get plans for that. So the the accomplishments I don't think will ever like. I don't want it to stop. So it's like this is just what it is now. You know, like, is it the biggest one? Probably not yet. You know, like, my biggest accomplishment will probably, it's in the future, but right now it's probably just being where I'm at. Like, being being, here. Being happy happy that I'm here, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest things anyone can accomplish, though, like, actually having that self-love and self-belief and and that feeling good about where you're at in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're you're at that point, you're making massive achievements every day. Yeah. I think it's important for, to forever, ch- you know, like, <laughs> chase the dragon, so to speak. Like, you're forever, you're forever, like, chasing the next goal, right? But, yep. you know, like, yeah. So but not, being, to... not being unhappy where you no, are. No, that's right. While yeah, chasing yeah. that. Being like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is where I want it to be now. Or like, oh, hey, fuck, look, I'm a little bit further than what I thought I'd be now. Yeah. You know, just shit like that. Or I'm not quite there yet, but that's all right, because I can still see it. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, so it's so... So just being where I'm at and being in the gym and stuff like that. Like yeah, yeah, in the gym probably mine. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing, man. People, you know, I understand, you know, all the different goals and that, but don't hate where you're at. 
and be chasing goals because you never actually yeah. lose the goal because yeah. you never you're, you've got to be happy before you can actually be happy with your goals with that with reaching your goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's I, I like this question like um, and it's it's one of those controversial sort of topics and people don't always like the answer and and I don't think I, I think the answer is pretty pretty simple. Um, should fighters fight at walk around weight or is cutting weight the normal? Like, so I think people are always going to find ways to get the upper hand. And I, that makes it that it's never going to be walk around weight is going to work. Like, as an amateur, I totally get it. I believe it's just part of the game as being a pro, being able to cut weight good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. and it working to your advantage. Like, walk around weights, you know, how do you police it? All of a sudden you start putting people in for for fights and they've done same day weigh-in and they're still cutting. You know, like it just gets more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with having a weight cut the day before, having that time to recover before you fight, man, it's it's kind of... Yeah. So it's weird with that amateur thing how dudes will still cut weight for a same day event. Like I did it when I was doing MMA right at the start. I'll yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'm going to try and get a little, like try and get a little bit lighter, so because they matched you up on the same day. Yeah. They didn't have pre matchups, so they'd get there, you'd weigh in. Yeah, right. They had rough, like rough, rough weight, like rough matchups and yeah. stuff. But like you might get there and be way overweight, and they go, oh, I've got someone closer to you here. Okay. So like that's sort of what I do. So like I try yeah, and right. lose a little bit of weight leading into it. Yeah. So that come time, I felt like maybe I'd get someone like it. Never did because I was still a fat fuck. But uh, you know, like there's still no one under a hundred, Matty. Like there's still no one there. You know, like so it was that sort of thing. You know, but like, yeah, same day weigh-ins for boxing is the same. Yeah. I just happen to be good at cutting that last bit of fucking weight off. You know, like I was walking, like even when I was doing majority of that boxing when I, um, a couple of years ago, I think I had 11 boxing fights in one year. Yeah. And those were all 69 kilo fights. That was easy because I was so frequent on it. So yeah, if you're yeah, frequently, yeah. you know, like if you're not like slacking off and then cutting weight and slacking off and then cutting weight, your body will get used to just shaving off a couple of kilos yeah, here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and so your that's conditioning what I was better and your yeah, body's right, full of yeah. water so you can, the sweat is easy. That's then. right, yeah. And that's all it was. It'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I can skip dinner tonight and fucking, because that's fine for a weigh-in and then skip a bit in the morning if I have to. But yeah. most of the time I was good, yeah. you know, because of the way I did the last sort of thing, which is why we've always said I've probably fought out of my weight division forever. Because yeah. I could do a same day weighing at 69 kilos. If I actually bust my ass and cut it, I could probably get to 66, yeah, 64, yeah, yeah. you know, back yeah, in yeah, the yeah. days, you know. Like, yeah. But, you know, that was just... And then now as I get older, you know, like it's... I think as you get older too, it obviously gets harder to cut weight. So you have to be smarter with it, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, so you can't sure. do those big Yeah, you, got, you don't recover as well. Recover, yeah. you, it's harder to actually cut the weight. It's, it's harder to recover. But also you... Yeah, like you don't have the energy to be able to waste on a weight That's cut. That's right, yeah. When it comes fight time and you've had a big weight cut, it's not as easy to have that energy, get that energy back. No, that's right. So I think I think with the amateurs, it's just, it's like, well, we probably spoke about it before. It's like a couple key under, or, you know, like a couple key under. You're not doing like massive weight cuts as amateurs. You know, it's like, it's usually a greed weight with amateurs. That like our, yeah. most of the time we've done it. Come like as the Muay Thai scene is, a lot of it with amateurs is a greed weight. Yeah. You know, like it's only now with the SA Muay Thai League, they're being a little bit more stricter with those weight, weight divisions, divisions, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is good too. Like it's yeah, like, so let them fit into a weight division. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there's, um, 
there's no push and shove when it comes to, oh, can we make it this and that? It's like, that's no, just I mean, the way that, vision. For that, for that same day weigh-in stuff, like, it's, you know, then you see how, what, what sort of weight people can get down to as they walk around weight. Yeah. Like, Panner, if he's doing same day weigh-in, he'll be walking around at 69 kilos. But if he's doing day before weighing, he'll be walking around at 71 kilos. That's right, yeah, You know yeah. he can actually walk around at 69 kilos, so he could probably actually, day before, right. be doing that, and his weight cut would be easier, you know? Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I think, and, and it just becomes with doing it smart, yeah. you know, like I'm making sure that you're hydrating properly after and all that, so and not being stupid with it. You yeah. know, we've seen it a thousand times. There was um, a couple of years ago, that poor girl over in Perth who passed away from cutting weight. Yeah. Just ask. It's another one of the things that we always say, like ask your coach how to fucking do it properly. Don't try and wing it. Don't try and read off the internet. There's a high chance that your coach has done it fucking 40 times. Yeah, and, and if your coach says, um, put a garbage bag over you, don't. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. That's just poison. It's actually like really bad, eh? Yeah, right. Why is that? The, the poison. Oh, poison the actual in the, poison yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. When, oh, so get a sweatsuit is what you're saying? Yeah. Do it proper. Get a sweatsuit, kids. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, if you when your pores will open up, your body will just suck in all the crap oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the crack from plastic and it's actually really fucked, eh? Yeah, right. So don't do that, kids. Don't do that. Yeah, from Gar- Uncle bags Pink and Uncle Maddie. <laughs> What's that? Garbage bags were in the eighties. Yep, yeah, it's going. Now you just use it for the for the, your opponents that you've killed. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but yeah. Um, where are we at? Um, yeah, so I think I think weight cuts are always going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, I think learning how to do it and learning what works for you, like start with little, and if you you know if you're going to gradually go up, it, it, like down in weight and yeah. more like up in the amount of kilos you're cutting, know know how you feel and know how you're recovering and be just know your body. Um, I love same day weigh-ins for the amateurs. There's no there's no need to take the amateur thing so seriously. That's why I don't like flashing lights and shit on fucking amateur shows. Yeah, like fuck it. It's you're an amateur, so treat it like an amateur. Don't don't do pro damage to yourself for an amateur fight. Yeah, that that's a probably a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Because so, you ain't getting paid, brother. The thing is, when <laughs> if, you're, if you're on a show with all the flashing lights and and smoke machines and stuff, then it makes you treat yourself. You know, you almost get treated like a pro. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you almost do the damage. That a pro that a pro gets, you know. Yeah. That's why I think that's why I like so much that amateur setup where it's same day weighing. You walk in there, I mean, you don't even need fucking intro music. Just get in the ring. It's like Come Matt, on, Matt in the blue corner, Pinky in the red corner. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And um, an arm gets raised. All right, winner, blue corner, hand gets risen, and you leave it at that. You know. Yeah, it's mean? funny because what does everyone say at those fucking like like the big events where they do like auctions and shit? You're like, cut this shit out and just get to the next fucking fight. You know. Yeah. Like, like, we don't need... What do we need an intermission for? And it's like, it's obviously it's for the people behind the scenes and shit like that. But, but also the people that want to go get alcohol. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like, they... It's like the time when everyone lines up at the bar. Yeah. Like, My kid all, called me drunk the other day. I'm like, I'm very far from drunk, child. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've touched an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, same day weigh-ins are great for amateurs. As a pro, I think everyone needs to learn how to cut weight safely and... and Effectively, do you like the way one do it with the hydration tests no, and all no, that? Just, everyone just cheats it. Yeah, okay. So that they fill their bladder up with while they're hydrated, they hold onto that piss and do a massive sweat. Yeah, so okay. when they get the hydration test, they piss their fucking pre dehydration piss out, shows it being hydrated, but they're dehydrated as fuck. It's not safe. Yeah. There's, there's ways around all of that. Crap. Yeah, okay, right. So the, the idea behind it, great. 
Yeah, yeah. But just no one's it or how you do now it. they're damaging their their bladder as well as their kidneys. Hell yeah! So it's yeah, there's nothing. There's no positive to come yeah, right. of that at all, really. Um, next one. So there's two questions that are similar. We'll, we'll, I might as well read them both out at once. Um, this one ending with love the podcast. Thank you very much. You yeah, both. Uh, favorite technique and favorite way to set it up. Very good question. And favorite combo slash strike. So my I'm a I'm a, a kicker when I'm sparring and stuff. I'll generally just kick and block and kick and block. I don't do a lot of hands. Um, but probably one of my favorite things to do is catch a kick and throw like drop it and throw a hand at the body. Like yeah, a yeah, straight yeah. hand of the body. I like that. Or where if I've worn a kick, reply with a strong right hand of the belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love a you're like a body shot man too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, Fuck, bro. Yeah, I love I love a straight right hand of the belly. Yeah. I'll hardly throw a body rip. Yeah. Um, the other one, if I am going to throw a body rip, and I really I do like throwing, I just don't throw many, is to like hop in, do that like tie style hop. Left, yeah. Left leg in the air, da, 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 drop it down as I roll my shoulder and rip that yeah, body yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I do I do enjoy that, but I'm just a kicker, so it's like block and kick. Yeah. Block and kick like. Push forward and kick is another good one where you're just like stalking them, you're kicking them backwards. Yeah, so okay, yeah, I know what you mean. You'll yep. see, like, you know, me cornering, you'll hear it all the time, like, forward and kick, forward and kick. Yeah, yeah. Kick, kick, step and kick, step and kick. Just keep pushing, keep pushing forward and kicking. I, I like it. It's simple, you don't need to hide it behind anything. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, How do you set it up? Step forward and kick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't give, don't allow them to get away from it. Um, aim. So is that like a, when you say you're a blocker and kick, so like it's a counter? Yeah, it's a yeah, counter kick. yeah, yeah. You yeah. Let them go first, then you're coming yeah, back, yeah. as opposed to just stepping forward and go. So you're, yeah, so you're waiting off the stage. It's a counter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your setup is off the counter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Fucking lovely. I'm um, a body, 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 body puncher. I fucking love a left body rip. There's nothing more beautiful than watching what, someone's What do you soul. use to, to, to get it happening, though? Do you... Set up with a jab. You do? I yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. like jab. Like I've, um, a short jab, though? Like... Ben no, nice jab. and lo- I like a long jab and then a slip to a rip. Okay. And then coming back to the head. I've we've done forever. I spent a lot of time going from the body come up to the head because obviously you hit the body, their arm drops, and then you finish on the head, right? But I've been switching up a little bit. I've been setting up my body shot with a hook to the head. So I'll throw a long cross, like hit that. a hook to the head, and then pop down for a hook to the body. Um, and then most of the time after that, I like coming high for a, like a high kick. Oh, I like going body head. Yeah. I like coming like or. Oh, the other one's a very kickboxer style, but like that switch rip to the body coming high to the head. I like that coming on the outside. Yep. Switch ripping with my, so I'll be from my rear hand, so I'll be standing orthodox. Switch to southpaw, hit my lead rip yep. on there, so it'll be my right rip, and then I hit my left high kick. Yep. I like that. It's, it's fun. Yep. But yeah. Yep. It's very effective too. My fa- and I also like a jab to the body and then a head, head kick. Yeah, bit, like fun to do. Like if you, if you could, yeah, yeah. So. Like <laughs> few and far between, my friend. It needs a good warm up. <laughs> needs a good. It's usually about the sixth round in. <laughs> you know, like I'm, but yeah, like, I, like they're fun. I like doing fun, like little fun. But I'm a big body puncher. Yeah. I think watch it. There's, I've always said, like my best way to finish someone is that they quit in between rounds. Yeah, nice. I don't want to knock someone out. I don't want it to get to the end, and I don't want to bash them. Yeah. I want you to quit in between rounds. Because then you got to look me in the eyes and tell me you can't do it anymore. You know, they're saying like, I don't know, call me sadistic. If I can like tap to like, oh. I can't do this anymore. 
you know, I can't handle yeah. you anymore. That yeah, to me yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. Nothing, that's the biggest win, you know? It's quite rewarding making someone check out. Yeah, even, man, yeah, even yeah. like the whole, people are like, oh my God, like in Thailand, he, he just took a dive. No, no, he, he took a dive because you were hurting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't just take a dive. No, he was getting fucked he, up before He that, didn't yeah. want to get hit anymore by yeah. you. That's yeah. like where people go really wrong with the whole Thailand thing. Because Thais, man, they're, they're getting paid a thousand baht. They don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. They're not, they're not going in there for fucking glory. They're going in there to get their thousand baht. Yeah. And... Live to fight another day. Yeah. It's that such a big thing where it's like, uh, what do you think about corners throwing in the towel? I've done it, so... Oh, there you go, yeah. Um, so I, you're not against it? No, no, no. It's, yeah. I, I did it with Ryan once when he was fighting Torrin. Yeah. Um, and it was just, man, he, just, he wasn't unconscious. He wasn't, he wasn't... He was just not getting a chance to answer. Yeah. He's just getting hit too much. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to fight again in fucking like eight weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Not, he doesn't, there's no use to him yeah. getting bashed. Yeah. It, it was out of his depth at the time and... Um, Roll the dice, time. came up short, decided fuck it. And, yeah. Know, like, yeah. And I've, it's, I've, yeah, it's... If you can't beat the person and, and it's, it can potentially end really badly, there's nothing wrong with throwing the towel in, man. No. It's just knowing what's... You've got to understand Muay Thai, though. You've got to know how how well, far, fight, yeah yeah fighting in general. You've got to know what yeah. the yeah yeah how far that fight could possibly go, and how well you know your fighter to know whether they're going to actually be able to come back from it. That's the biggest one too. People wonder why you don't put people in, like why coaches don't put people in straight away. It's like you need that relationship to yeah. understand if they can handle what they're going to handle and shit yeah. like that as well. That's why also why I like these amateur shows though, because you get to yeah yeah you yeah. can put yeah. you can put people in yeah. Um, a little bit earlier and you don't really need you know you can learn each other through the fight as well yeah that's right yeah that's why i do like that that system um but yeah it's just there's, there's, there's so much as far as that question goes like those questions like what works for individuals yeah like, yeah you know I, I you know i love things like oh, i love left body kicking all day you know like, yeah, yeah yeah like that kind of stuff and you know just to just jab jab like Feathering the jab out there to throw left body kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enough to distract them. Boom, throw a body kick. Da, 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 left body kick. People get frustrated. Load up. You fucking slide that. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah, exactly. Um, Damn. This, this is a, this is a good question. Um, what's behind building a good fighter and fighter coach relationship? Um, the first thing behind building a good fighter is trainers knowing what they're doing trainers understanding the sport that they're that their fighters into the fighters doing yeah whether you know you have to be a good boxing coach or you have to be a good fucking Muay Thai coach or you have to be a good MM bullshit <laughs> coach or, um, I was waiting what? I was just waiting to see what? I was like you're either going to say uh, go one or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like you have to your coach has to understand it, which then they have then, on top of that, they have to understand you. So learning each other, like le- like a student learning that the trainer yelling at them doesn't mean they don't like them. Yeah, that's right. Um, listening to the words, not the tone. Like, man, I should be able to talk however I fucking want, but you listen to the words. Yeah, don't yeah, listen, yeah. Don't listen to the fucking tone. Um, there is so much from both sides that 
a student has to do and a trainer has to do. These days, you hardly find the students doing it, like dropping their ego, dropping their guard long enough to actually yeah. learn what their coach means when they say stuff. I think there's a big, big part of that um, is also coaches these days are a lot of them are the the beginning of that generation of fighters that are a little bit you know what's that word um where you start doing something you think you should be instant gratification yeah okay, right. like that instant gratification yeah. generation you know like i think a lot of people go into you know, trainers they start training people they're like oh I want champions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you straight up. When I, when I first opened my gym over the other side, I was like, cool, I want a fight team. You know, like, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it takes time to do that. And it's like, one of the main things that we've spoken about all the time with fighter coach thing is communication. You know, like, and, and like being able to communicate. But like, yeah, if you go in there thinking, oh, I'm making a gym to make a fight team, you're, you're, you're so yeah. far behind the eight ball because yeah. unless you've already got a team, and you've moved from yeah. somewhere else. Let's say your gym shut down and you need a team. Like, yeah. unless you've got a team already, you ain't building it from scratch mm. because it's so yeah. hard to get all the right bodies in the same room to work together. Like, yeah. you know, like you look at, we talk about more you all the time and like they've got that set up. So like, like they've got a team. Yeah. You guys have got your team when they're all in there, you know, like yeah. when, you're, when you've got a big team. And I think you can only have a, a team when the masses of that team are zero from zero yours so you've trained them from zero yeah so okay, the yeah. mass the mass numbers in the yeah group yeah yeah need to be yours from the yeah, get-go you know then, yeah that's true because then they do 100 percent what you've taught them yeah that's right and they're getting their results and then the people that move from other gyms to you will then see that okay what this trainer, I mean, this trainer knows what they're doing yeah. and i should be listening and, and not using my ego to not yeah. learn. I mean, I suppose a lot of the time too is if people are moving to your gym, it's probably because they've seen your results. Yeah. So if you're that dude moving to the gym because you've seen their results, do what they do. You know, like and fall, like yeah. as fucking stupid as it sounds, like fall in line, like, you know, like do that because that's, I've always thought that that's the sort of, like we use the term, well, I don't, I really try not to use the term going to war when it comes yeah, to fights sure. and shit yeah. because I've not been to war. I've not done anything like that and I think borderline fucking disrespectful to say like, like real, yeah, like I, I get it, like we use it all the time and shit and I've used it before but I try not to use it now just for that thing but if you're going to use that term we're going to war then you're my fucking soldier in the gym, you shut up, you're in the trenches, I'm in the trenches with you too, yeah. you know, like if I'm training with you then I'm going to train just as hard as you, so you shouldn't slack off around me too, because I'm obviously still training with some of my guys. Yep. And it's like, also, if you're going to call it, oh, we're going to war, then be a soldier, shut your mouth and do what you're told. You, you know what I mean? Like, I that, that. That's just the way I yeah, feel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're the general. Like, you're putting... You're, because when shit goes wrong, there's a high chance that when, like, let's say, shit goes wrong too many times in a row, and it's like, whether you're adapting or not, or whether you think it's our fault or not, you're going to blame us. Yeah. So and if the, we're going to... people watching are going to blame us. That's right. So it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to turn around and blame us for the shit that you're, you know, like for that, then do as you're told when you're in it. Like yeah, be yeah, that yeah. soldier and then go, okay, it is all your fault. I'm doing everything that you're saying. Still not working for me. It is your fault. You know, like... 100%. In a way, you know? Yep. 
That's what I think, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not falling in and doing the stuff that you need to do, then your efforts will reflect, your results will reflect your efforts first. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Not Not so much mine, because you're not doing the, the other stuff that yeah. you haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's, it's when, when you're, when you're in the fight team, do everything that's expected of you. Don't leave any stone unturned. Like you do everything that your trainer, if, if you want a good relationship with your trainer, do what your trainer says. Because then he will, okay, this guy's listening to me and there'll be that mutual respect there. Yeah. You do that mutual respect thing and then everything else sort of falls into place. And then, then the finger's easier to be pointed if shit does go wrong. Yeah. Like if, if you're doing everything, if so, so one of my fighters is doing everything right, they get in, they get flogged. I can then go, I mismatched my fighter. Yeah. Whereas if they're not doing everything right, it's kind of like that whole, well, it's not like they were doing what they were fucking told, so who knows? Yeah. It could have been my fault. They might have been out of their depth, but they weren't really training properly, so fuck them. Yeah, it's like if you, if you left every stone unturned, then, then yeah, you, you would... Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, as, as, a, as, a, as a student... Just do what you're told. Just do what is expected of you and perform the way you need to perform to make it work. Like, so, you know, if I, if say you're a Southpaw and you, you're, you're a big body kicker, but you want to trade hands, man, I don't give a fuck what you want to do. <laughs> like, are you, have you, are you sleeping people with those hands? No, you're not. Yeah. Body kick them. Like that kind of, the, the, yeah, that, yeah, that's the what's try, expected yeah. of you right now. Just body kick. Throw, throw, throw hard body kicks. Yeah. And, and watch you get the results from that. If you don't, I'll take that. If, I, if, you're, if you're body kicking them and you're losing through not doing enough damage with it, man, I'll, I'll take that on the chin. I'll say, all right, well, maybe we do need to add those hands. Whatever, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, you as a coach can reevaluate yeah, that. Honesty, blah, blah, blah. honesty is the other part, you know, for that, yeah. to keep that relationship good. Knowing who's done the wrong thing when. Like, I've, man, I've lost fights for my fighters and I've admitted it. Yeah. Um, the first fight for the gym was... I have it on perfect. No, it's just... <laughs> The first fight for the gym, like, Rig... I think Rig would have won it if I picked up earlier what was happening in that fight. Um, and there's, there's been a few over the years where it's just left it too late to fucking kick the game plan in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, just being honest and, and, and putting in. Putting in at every moment you can. Um... And all right, so we'll, lead, we'll join these two questions together. They're from the same person anyway. Um, why does Pinky sometimes use a tie pad and a boxing pad uh, for pad work? Um, are there different, is it a different style? And then types of tie pads worth investing in? Um, the only two brands I honestly am a huge fan of, and I'm probably gonna upset some people. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like Bunsport ones, and I like the K pads. Um, K make amazing pads. Like I've never owned a set, but I think I will next. I think that's what I'll be buying next. Yeah. Um, the single strap, small type, small tie pad. Uh, the problem is, I will now I'll lead straight into this other question. With that, I will only buy one tie pad because. 
personally, I've broken my left thumb and, and I can't hold a tie pad with it anymore. If I hold a tie pad with it, the handle of the tie pad sits right where, the, where it was broken, it fucking really hurts. So I have to use a focus mitt, it's bad on my body, but um, it's all right with the smaller guys, but when you've got heavy or, or spastics, yeah. when you've got spastics just throwing shit all over the place, you're trying to play catch, yeah. it's bad. You don't have that length of pad to, yeah. to make with up the, for with the, the small pads. Yeah, yeah, to make up for the, or the, the with the focus mitt on my left hand. Especially. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a pretty common thing. I do that. Like, I do a left, like, oh, mine's not. Mine's one of those little Fairtex ones, yep. you know, like them half-size ones. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that sheerly because it um, slows people down, you know, like it makes them visually like, oh, it's not two tie pads, mm. you know. Oh, well, that's what it tends to do for the people that I train. Yeah. You know, I can yeah, make no, some sort of focus in a little yeah, bit better. Sense. And like you're saying, like it controls the spastics. Yeah. You know, like it's like, like and I'll say, oi, I've got this one hand. Yeah. Just think it like, just think about that. And then I'll the just... The ties do a lot of it with just with the lead hand, whether it's orthodox or southpaw. And I used to back in the day, like I would, yeah. I'd put a, if I were southpaw, I'd have a focus mid on my right hand. Um, but it's, cause I used to do a lot of just holding top focus mitts for, for, for yeah. even for kicks and that. Yeah. And I've held for ties, which is focus mitts and shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, using, using that for the jab, smallest thing, smaller target. Jab, yeah, 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 with yeah. that jab, landing that jab. To throw your kick, landing the jab, landing the elbow off that front side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just the, it's a head size. So, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. So throw dot, 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 and then you, you follow it up with the cross on the back pad, which is the bigger pad, you just replace it. So it goes in front of your face. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I do like the focus mitt and tie pad. I just wish I could hold two tie pads if, I, you know, with bigger guys. Or yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. With, just with PTs even. PTs aren't fighters, so their accuracy isn't as good anyway. So it'd be nice to be able to hold tie pads for that. Um, it, there are other good brands of tie pads, um, like depending on what you're using them for. Like there's those King Pro ones. Um, I'm pretty sure Andy Housen uses them with Liam and that. They're sponsored by King Pro. And Be Legend, they're made in the same factory, I think. Be Legend's a new brand. Um, King King Pro that trainer gay fuckhead uses them as well. Like he's he's one of their um, ambassadors. Ambas yeah, that, he just gets free shit. He he use anything that's free, um, which can't blame him. But yeah, he he's not the guy to look at though. But the King Pro ones are good for me. They're just more of a a general class sort of pad. Yeah, they don't. They're not leather. They don't. You know, start peeling a bit quicker. The padding's a little bit softer. It's similar to those. Um, they're very similar to the black Fairtex with the gold, with the red laces and the gold. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. For me, for me, I, I get offended. People, I call them women's pads. They're good for. I only let the girls use them in the gym, or if you're under seventy kilos. Yeah, One, yeah, yeah. you'll mash the fucking padding in them pretty fucking quickly. Two, they're lighter. Like, you know, let the yeah. smaller people use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, got, I've got Yoko ones. Yep. They're heavy as fuck. Heavy. Really maybe, heavy. Maybe strong. Big and strong. <laughs> make me strong. Make me strong. But yeah, so I use uh, I use one Yokao one and I use a uh, fucking Fairtex half size yep. pad and I've got to come see you and get a new belly pad because my one's dog shit. Oh, is it? Yeah, and he'll get a new one. So, and I've got, but the one I've got now is a Fairtex one with duct tape on it. Yep. Which is, you know, that's uh, pretty standard when you've been doing it for a little fuck while, up. you know. My old belly pad, I think I gave it to. I reckon I gave it to Darcy Bleasdale. I used it for years, like 
while it was fucked and I just had the whole upper half of it was just gaffer tape like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like layers of gaffer tape across the top because it just worn through yeah because yeah. I wear everything wears through in the same spot with me so um, top of the belly pad and then the sides of the belly pad where I when my tie pads hit yeah and, and that or when my tie pad focus hit and in the same spot on that tie pad where it rubs yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on the fucking which is and then on the tip of the tie pad where my where my um, index knuckle is and on the corner, same corner of the focus mitt, yeah, 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 through, and I end up ripping off where the handle goes on the yeah, tie pad. Okay, yeah. That's what. That's when I have to retire my, my pads generally because the, the handle rips off because I wear through the tip of the just <laughs> under where the handle joins on. Um, but yeah, as I said, I love my Boon Sport tie pads. I've been using them since '06, or I think they, I think they came out in '07, I reckon, and I've been using them since. Um, I used to get sponsored stuff from them. Uh, and I'm still going through it. I'm on my last set of tie pads now. Um, focus mitts are like, um, I've got windy ones now, and I really like them. They're so much more durable than anything I've had before. Yeah. Really, really like them. But yeah, um, I'll be probably using a left focus mitt and a right tie pad for the rest of time. And just for people who don't realize, um, shin guards and tie pads, when you put them on, the, the straps, so if you've got ones with like the loop and the strap sort of thing, the, the loop will always be on the inside, so it's on the inside of your calves, so the, strap, the tags hang out the outside, the tag of the Velcro, and same on your tie pads. You'll always have the tag of the Velcro hanging out. Reason being, with the tie pad, you put a tie pad around the back of someone's neck and you've got the Velcro hanging in, you're gonna scratch their neck to pieces. Also, with the shin guards, if you catch a kick, and you've got the tags hanging on the inside, that inside is where their arm is. You're gonna scrap the shit out of their arm. Try and remember that. Yeah, I, I did do a YouTube video about it fucking years ago now. It's and just it, common sense to me. It, you know what, man? 100%. You know, like, am I fucking mentoring to think that like, when you slide it on and go, oh, like, isn't that easier? Do you, do you know what's funny? Know. Like, I watch it with people putting tie pads on. They mm. love the whole, don't do it with tie pads so fucking tight. They should be able to spin on your arm. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I tell everyone. Is and so like, they like, put them on, and then they pull the strap towards them yeah, so they can yeah. get more, more fucking leverage. Yeah. Then, the, then all of a sudden the strap's hanging inside, you know? Like, man, put them on. If you watch me hold tie pads, every time I have to reset, I spin the pad around on my arm. Yeah, yeah. I just throw it around so, my arm. Yeah. Yeah, I do that as a fuck around. Just like, yeah. hey, watch this back! Yeah. You know, like, but yeah, I can't do it with the workout one. Too fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah. And then end up with a huge right shoulder. Arm. Yeah. Huge right arm. Think of, think of. Chronic masturbator. Yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> just double in size then. But yeah. Where are we? I think that was it for all the questions this week. That was it? Yeah, so um what have you got coming up for fights? Have you got We've got um I'm just trying to think. I think Jai's got uh Jai's got selected into a um state sort of team for yep. boxing. Um I've just got the email that I haven't read yet, but he's in that, so I think he's Sweet. got some stuff to do with that. Um Apart from that, we've maybe got um, a couple of people we're going to put in for the SA Muay Thai League show. That is, <laughs> I have a 58k trail run that day that I'm in as well. So that starts in the morning, so I might might just be, yeah, we'll see. Oh, man, look, but, but, you know, like you're, as I said, I know you're going down, you'll be down there to and I'll probably have, help out and Beck will be there and shit. I'll so. probably have a pile of guys. I've yeah, got, we'll see how it goes and we'll see if... I've currently got... 
Oh, I don't want to announce one of them yet. It's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool fight. Um, just this dude. I've been wanting him to fight for a long time, and he's finally going to be. Um, so I'll I'll leave that as a blank. Yeah. Uh, Panner on again. So he's having his eleventh fight since April last year. Yeah. So a week. It'll be. 11 day, no sorry, 8 days before the anniversary of his first fight and he's yeah. having his 11th. So bad. So, yeah, he's done alright man, he's done alright. Um, I've got Liam on again, who was my impressive debut on the last SA Muay Thai League. He's matched. And Caleb, um, Casper. He's... Did the rain kid? No. He's... Did I help corner him? The one who fought south side and he gassed out really bad. Yeah, I reckon he did. No. No. Who did I corner who won and I don't think you have about the win? <laughs> oh no, maybe I'm thinking of different No no, that was that show. Doesn't matter, I'll find out. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember who that was. Um but yeah. I, nah, this one I think he'd won it, but he didn't they that's it was. It was the guy who I thought he'd won it, I thought he'd done enough to win. But he didn't deserve the win. Yeah, I'm Cara. pretty sure that was him. Yeah, that was the Yeah, that yeah. was him. And he, didn't, that? he didn't win it. That was Carter. Yeah, Carter. So he's on. And he's on. And and he's he's been he's improved a lot yeah. since then. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him back in there. Um, and on top of that, man, like he's 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 a, a, just a good guy. Right. Like, he came in the other day. Like wanted to have a chat with me, like just about what's gone on in his head and stuff with because you know like the whole I'm a big believer in second fight artists, and he was sort of yeah, thinking, yeah. You know, like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, man, it's your second fight. Like, it's how it feels. It's, yeah. it's, it's not exciting. You know what it's, it's about. Like, yes, yeah, 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 it's not, you have, you've yeah. lost that one, the the fear of the unknown thing. Like, you, you lose yep. a big part of that after your first one. And you start realising after your second fight what it's really about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, man, he's... And then he got matched the next day, which was cool. We had another guy get matched, but that fell through, unfortunately. So I'm still hoping for another two or three on there. So I've got four on that. Um, and just got Jason matched on 1774 in Sydney. So oh, cool. Lobo and um, Kayaba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking um, sweet. Got Chad Collins fighting. So Jason's on that undercard, which is pretty fucking sick. Wonderful. Yeah, pretty happy about that. And when's that? That's May 14. Oh, yeah, cool. And then the week before is Roots Rebellion, and I may have an announcement for that very soon. Fucking boots. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. light on fucking tight dudes right now. I've been having classes of fours and fives. Little, yeah. little classes. That's all right, man. If I can go through the swings. Got one dude, our our dude, who's like, fuck, I just want him to fight. Every time he gets close to fight, he's got to go away from the army. It's like, fuck, man. Like, it's like I almost, I almost got him in for the 26th because there's this new show. You're going to, you're going to not care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. They do kickboxing on it. They do K1. But it's an opportunity, uh, what is it, S... What state is it in? Um, I'll just find out S... Oh, I think I know it. which one you mean. I'll find out for it. I'll find out what it is. Um, I'll find out. I'll let you know, I think. But yeah, they do They could do kickboxing there. Almost get it, got him in for a fight there because I was looking for a bloke in his weight division but he goes away the day before or like two days before or something. I'm like, fuck man. You know, but yeah. Did you uh, did you see that thing on uh, the other day as well about that uh, bloke with only the one arm who's struggling to get a fight right now between seventy four and seventy eight kilos? He's looking for a fight. He's from I saw it on Facebook the other no. day. 
He's had like six fighter pullouts in the last six months. Oh, really? And he's like, some dudes are being honest with him and being like, yeah, nah, it's because, you know, like you've only got, like he's got like, I think it's up to his elbow. Man, but there's been you know? so many of those dudes that have actually done really well over the years. Oh man, one of my favorite dudes to watch Baxter. is that, uh, Jake, what's his name? Jake Peacock. Have you seen him? No. Same deal. Oh, fights out of line fights in America. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got that. That's him then. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a and fucking savage, yeah, yeah. too. And, like, and, no, like the, the, the OG for it was that Baxter Humby guy. Yeah, okay. Um, Fort Wayne Parr. Um, well, he had like the same sort of thing. Like yeah, that. yeah, he had like, um, I think it was just below the elbow, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, then there was a hong, honky, like some, some dude from Hong Kong who was the same. There's been a few of them over the years, eh? Like, where's this dude Australian, the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 he is, he is. He's from, um, he's from Sydney. Um, I was just, uh, it was on Facebook the other day. <coughs> but yeah, I was, I was speaking about it, I forget his name. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot, sorry, I forgot your name. That's the thing, people are like, you know, because there's so much emphasis these days put on, you know, feeling sorry for minorities and shit. People aren't going to want to fight a minority as such, you know what I mean? They're going to think, yeah. oh, the poor, the poor guy. Yeah. And he's not playing the poor guy, he's he training. And to fucking fuck you up. Like, he would probably be the most hungry dude ever. Like, yeah. Like, if, like if, it was funny, because as I was reading, I was talking about it on, on my podcast. I was like, oh, check out. I was like, oh, I thought I'd see what his weight was, just to see maybe I could throw my name in the ring. And I'm like, going, oh, fuck, hang on. This bloke's hungry as fuck, eh? <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. That, yeah, exactly. Hey. You know, like, yeah, this guy's had like six fight, yeah, six, uh, five fight pullouts in six months. Has he even had one then? Has, has he had a fight? No, he hasn't. Oh, no, he hasn't fuck. had a fight in ages. Like I don't think. And then yeah, he's um. I'll be interested yeah, to see who every he is. Every time like... he goes, yeah, I'll find it for you and I'll let you know. But he's um, yeah, between seventy four. I spoke to him about it on my podcast, so I'll listen back. To it. I'll big, find his but... name. But yeah, I thought it was um, yeah, it just sucked for the boy. So I was gonna um. Yeah, I thought that was. I just wondering if you'd seen it. If yeah. you'd seen it, because he's looking for a fight. But yeah, alrighty then. Uh, so your next soiree will be away. We'll see if we can get a special guest on them. Yep. Um, do a Zoom score, Zoom call. They're yep. not bad, eh? I'm enjoying doing them. Yeah. Like having someone up like that. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so you'll be away, and we'll get you a, a thing, and then um, I'll get you a guest. And. Um, yeah, so we'll get your questions in like we usually do, guys. Uh, thanks again, as per usual, for uh, shooting them in. If you want to find me, I'm Stand Up Guy Podcast on Instagram or Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. Thanks, and I'm, I'm Team Pinky on everything. Um, I am currently shadow banned, so you probably can't tag me in anything. Yeah, what can't, have you been doing, you can't talking the truth about COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you can't tag me and shit. And um, yeah, and some people, some people can't even find me on oh, Instagram. No. But just search Team Pinky Muay Thai and... Um, well, search me and then scroll down my list. Yeah, yeah, do that, yeah. And then add me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm Team Pinky on everything or Pinky Donald um, on some stuff as well. So yeah, whatever. Hit me up. Uh, just don't send dick pics, not interested. Yeah, I need Alright, cool. Anyway, guys, I will speak to you. Uh, we will all speak to you next week. Thanks for the questions. See you later. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Peace.